1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of Locked On Panthers, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every day. That's what you hear. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, be sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show, which is very important because tomorrow is the first day of the 2022 NFL Draft. We have finally made it almost one more sleep and we are there. As your Carolina Panthers might select someone at six, they might trade back. Who knows what they're going to do, but they're going to do something tomorrow night. So the first round of the NFL's draft is going on. And why you need to subscribe to the Locked on Panthers YouTube page? Well, at 7 o'clock, I'll be hosting a live edition of Locked on Panthers. That will be the Thursday episode. And it will also serve as the weekly Friday mailbag, where typically you need to follow me on Twitter first and at me at Julian Council, then DM me at Julian Council. You can also leave a comment on a show on YouTube from that week traditionally, but on tomorrow's show, Thursday night, 7 o'clock live on YouTube. If you go to the live chat there, you can start asking whatever last-minute questions you have as it pertains to your Carolina Panthers and what they're going to do on Thursday night. Also, you need to just subscribe because not only am I going to have a live show at 7, but later on that night, whenever the Carolina Panthers are done in the first round, I'm also going to have another live show and keep talking about what the Carolina Panthers decided to do there with the sixth overall pick or what they, they traded back. Who knows what they're going to do, but I'll get into all that reaction later on. So two live shows coming out on thursday night so you need to subscribe to the locked on panthers youtube page you don't want to miss it now if you can't get there live it's okay you can find us wherever you find your podcast whether that's apple podcast spotify google podcast stitcher we are on every single one of those podcasting platforms any live show will be found there later on on the podcast filters there for locked on panthers this episode of locked on panthers is brought to you by blue nile this Mother's Day, which is next Sunday, don't forget, give mom something special that she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from bloomnile.com. And locked on sports listeners get $50 off, $500. So use promo code locked on at checkout. All righty. David Tepper, the people's billionaire, the benevolent billionaire, the man who put the logo at midfield at Bank of America Stadium, the man who drank a Bud Light with the Roaring Riot. He was one of us except, you know, a few more decibels and checks that were in common that we don't have in our paycheck. But either way, David Tepper ingratiated himself when he came here to Charlotte a couple years ago to take over the ownership of the Carolina Panthers. But since becoming the owner of the Carolina Panthers, the Panthers have done nothing but lose. Now, it's not his fault Cam Newton's shoulder fell apart. It's not his fault that, you know, things just didn't always work out there towards in there. But it is his fault that Matt Rule is the head coach. It is his fault that the Carolina Panthers are sitting here in this quarterback doldrum as they went after quarterbacks like Sam Darnold, who would never be the answer here long term. And they failed to get quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford, who hoisted the Lombardi Trophy a couple months ago. And Deshaun Watson, who had all the legal issues over a year, still wanted nothing to do with David Tepper and his Carolina Panthers. So we've asked David Tepper, hey, man, you got a soccer team. We see that's going on. And that's great. Like Charlotte FC, hope to do well, and they've been awesome for the community, especially with all the downtrodden Panther fans, people upset about the Hornets who just fired James Borrego. So at least one subsection of the Carol of the Charlotte sports fan base got their wish in firing the head coach. The Hornets were the ones to do it. Didn't think that one was going to happen, but either way, David Sepper has had the Rock Hill issues where that now HQ training facility is not happening currently. They still own the land. We'll see what happens. But that's going on. Matt Rule is back. The Watson stuff. Hey, Dave, maybe talk to your season ticket holders, talk to your fan base, and let them know why you're giving the middle finger to Rock Hill currently, even though Rock Hill kind of their fault. But still, you won't answer any of their questions. You won't talk to them, and the citizens need to know. The folks deserve the answers. This is your customer base, by the way, so maybe you shouldn't take them off. Just just thought. Just a thought. And why is Matt Rule still here? All these questions that we wanted to know. We finally got the answers, kind of, kind of. On Wednesday, as Dave Tepper spoke to the media here in Charlotte at high noon Eastern time, and well, the main takeaway really was that we all just need to be a little bit more patient. If you haven't heard this one before, Rome wasn't built in a day. It wasn't, and neither is this team. We heard that a couple years ago when he decided to hire Matt Rule back in January 2020, that Rome wasn't built in a day, that fans need to be patient. And that they, if they want to stay in success, they need to sit there and wait for it to happen. Now, we've sat here in Carolina for 27 seasons and never had a back-to-back winning season. I think they've only had eight winning seasons. That's not good enough. And people are over it. They're over the doldrums. They're over being good one year, being bad at X. People are sick of it. So while I understand the general concept and principle of being patient, and I have also tried to preach that here on this podcast, but within reason, though, you're telling people who have been here far longer than you have to just accept what is here in front of them. Now, it's no one's birthright here in Carolina, especially, to have a good team. We're not guaranteed that. We're not promised that. We necessarily don't necessarily always deserving of it. But still, patience is something David Tepper probably shouldn't be preaching when he himself has not practiced that same patience that he has asked us. Not in a way he has. He did. Say on Wednesday, after all the questions about the job security around Matt Rule, he said, quote, I believe in Matt and he has my full support. So there it is. The vote of confidence from David Tepper. And when asked further about Matt Rule and his job security, he said, every year is a new year. It's a new year. And when and what then is then and what now is now, we're in the now. A very philosophical Dave Tepper that we got on Wednesday. Again, is okay if I call you Dave. Now, as far as how he would define success, because that's what we want to hear about. We want to have that long-term sustained success. What he's always talking about, it's about it's important to establish a foundation for the future to create winning. He says, I think it's just building that foundation. Having the patience to build the foundation, trying to get fans to have the patience to build that foundation helps sustain winning. And it's hard to build that foundation. It's just hard. I mean, listen. I have a new appreciation for how stupid I am sometimes. I'm sure it got a great chuckle out of a lot of you. It's hard, and I have a certain amount of humility in this respect. Like, every fan has an opinion, and I appreciate that. I had an opinion when I was a fan, too. One thing I do appreciate, generally speaking, is the passion that people have for this football team out there. And recognizing the passion that people here in the Carolinas have for the Carolina Panthers is something that he obviously needs to be able to do. And I appreciate that he did that. And I also appreciate that he has the humility to understand he does not know everything. Now, you, we question why he kept Marty Herney on for a year. He wanted to keep Marty Herney on to help learn about how to run a football team and how the general managers go about their job. And that led to Scott bitter. Who I think has done a good job so far. You might question the Sam Darnold trade and his role in that and also C.J. Henderson trade, which he claims is a third-round pick for this season, which is okay, cool. But Scott all, I think, has done a very good job since coming here from Seattle a year ago and has rebuilt the scouting department and how they go about things here in Carolina as far as it goes with personnel. So I appreciate all of that. And I wonder, is David Tepper finally taking a different approach to all of this? Because when he came here, he inherited a team that was not very far removed from a playoff appearance. And a team that had Cam stayed healthy during that 6-2 start in 2018, I think they were a playoff team. Had Cam been healthy in 2019, I still think they might have been. The defense wasn't very good. But the way Chris McCaffrey played that year, had Cam been healthy, they might have been a playoff team again. Injuries derailed them. Poor offensive line play derailed them. An aging football team derailed the Carolina Panthers, but they have not made the right decisions since then to get back to where they want to go. It's totally fine to do the whole rebrand and bring in your own head coach and bring in a new quarterback. But you're going to bring in a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater. You have to have a plan. And the plan should have been to have him be the bridge quarterback and to build a roster around him. And then when the time came, get a quarterback. Not to bail after a season and to talk about, oh, how – you don't have that quarterback who can win you a Super Bowl because that's what it's all about, winning, right? Then you need to be in constant pursuit. You need to make those moves because what those moves led to were Sam Darnold, who David Tepper said is a very good quarterback. and We'll get more into that later as he joined the list of excuse makers for Sam Darnold, who's been terrible for four years in the National Football League. But maybe he's starting to realize that it's just not going to happen overnight. Now, practice what you preach, Dave, because you're asking fans to be patient. How about you be patient? And I'm hoping that this means that tomorrow night, the Carolina Panthers are going to make the decision that's best for the long term and not just a decision that's all about sitting around winning next year because that quarterback, they seem to be pretty screwed. And I said it from the onset of the offseason. They're going to be SOL there. I don't see how they are going to markedly improve the quarterback position this offseason and set themselves up for the long term. But they can do everything else around the roster to help set themselves up. And thus far through free agency, they've done that. So I'm hoping that those words from David Tepper actually mean something. And they're not just empty words like we've gotten from him in the past. And I've been critical of David Tepper, but I appreciate that he sat back and talked to the media. Now, there's a lot of things he wouldn't talk about. And he tried to skate around and hide under the guise of league rules when it came to Deshaun Watson. And I don't really necessarily appreciate that. And fine, you want to talk about Charlotte FC and what's going on at the Eastland Project? Whatever. But you do need to comment on Rock Hill and what's going on there. We'll get into more of that too. But at least you understand the passion surrounding here. And that maybe it's a brick by brick approach opposed to trying to skip the line and then have everything figured out right then and there. Do what the Chiefs did, take that approach. But you didn't want to do that. You didn't have the patience to do that. It's that simple sometimes in the NFL. No, not necessarily. It's not that true. Yeah. If it was that simple, we'd all, everyone would have a quarterback, but that's not the case, but the well, how they've operated the last two off season, have not led them any closer to where they want to be quarterback wise. So I like to hear the patient approach, but again, practice what you preach. And he's doing that by supporting Matt rule and saying that he's still, I do believe that Coach Rule and Scott are doing a great job creating that foundation. I do think we have made improvements in the coaching staff, which I absolutely agree with. You went from no coaches of NFL experience as assistants on this roster to one of, the, one of the weakest coaching staffs that you had in the NFL to now having Paul Pasqualone, who's been a head coach in the NFL and in college, to having Ben McAdoo, who's been a head coach in the NFL. Not great, but it's still a good OC in the past, was Eli Manning in the Giants, and also Steve Wilkes who already thinks that he can turn Jeremy Chen into an all-pro safety. So they've done well there. He also goes on to say we have done a good job during free agency to fill holes. Obviously, we have some needs, and we're going to try to attempt to fill those in the draft. I'm fairly optimistic about the new season, given all the different things that have happened here. So I like to hear that. He says he's a fan. Well, I'm a fan. So as of now I'm going to talk like a fan. I don't like to lose. Who likes to lose? I want to win, okay, but it takes time and it takes a foundation to create the foundation to win. So let's hope that what he's saying on Wednesday actually means something and the Carolina Panthers put it into practice as they hope to continue to build the foundation to have that sustained success that David Tepper talked about bringing to the Carolina Panthers two years ago. All right, David Tepper also had more things to say. About the quarterback position, Rock Hill, why he changed the playing service at Bank of America Stadium, and much more. And we'll get to more of that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance blue nile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom shop high quality classic diamond earrings elegant tennis bracelets or gemstone pendant necklaces looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing blue nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every Budget mark Mother's Day with something enduring classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, burst stone pendants, and so much more on Blue Nile.com. Celebrating a special woman in your life on Blue Nile.com, you can easily navigate thousands of jewelry options at every price point. This Mother's Day, give mom something special that she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from Blue Nile.com. And locked on sports listeners get fifty dollars off five hundred dollars. What an amazing deal! This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com. while patience wasn't the only thing being talked about at dave tepper's media availability on wednesday again hopefully it's okay i can call you dave because you are the people's billionaire david tepper um that wasn't the only conversation as he was telling fans to be patient as he's not been very patient since taking over as the owner and bringing his own guy, Matt Rule. But he is practicing it now by saying that Matt Rule has his full support, which I don't think went well for a lot of fans. And I will say this, though, before I get into this conversation. A lot of you, like me, want to hear David Tepper talk. And I felt like he needed to say something. Now, here's the one thing that you cannot do. If you were upset about David Tepper not talking, and now that he's spoken, you're still upset that he, about the things that he said, shame on you. You can't have it both ways. You want the owner to talk. You want him to be transparent and let you know how he feels about certain things. And yes, he did duck questions. You can absolutely be upset about him not wanting to talk about Deshaun Watson, not wanting to talk about the Rock Hill facility and Eastland Mall's facility, all that. That is very fair. But as far as everything else he said, you can't sit here and be upset about it when you were mad that he wasn't talking at all. At least he had the decency to sit back and have a conversation with the media. Although, of course, under his own terms. But still... A lot more than he had to actually do in what a former owner here in Carolina ever did. Now, as far as Rock Hill, multiple questions on that. Eric Spanberg from the Charlotte Business Journal is really the one to press him on it. Someone locally down in Rock Hill, I think a concerned citizen, even asked a question. And David Tepper really didn't want to get into it. He said, out of respect to the city of Rock Hill's request, that he was not going to have a public back and forth during negotiations. If you've seen the headlines and some of the quotes about, hey, he promised Jerry Jones, but delivered us Dan Snyder. David Tepper's feelings were kind of hurt by what was said by local politicians and other folks down there, down in York County, across the border in South Carolina, as it pertains to the Panthers' proposed and agreed-upon facility and HQ down there in Rock Hill. The timeline is still to be determined as they're going to try and find a way to work that out as David Tepper owns land, just not going to leave a half-built structure down there. But he's going to make sure that they have competitive equipment in Charlotte, At the atrium health bubble that apparently had some sort of issue recently, they're going to continue to try to do that, to not have this team ever at a competitive disadvantage. One of the big things that David Tepper had said to us a couple years ago, but has not come to fruition just yet. He maintains, though, the Panthers will continue to have a role in South Carolina no matter what happens with the facility in Rock Hill. They already have training camp currently still down at Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and eventually they'll try and hopefully have something there and maybe Rock Hill or somewhere else right outside of Charlotte and those surrounding counties and they'll continue to have a presence uh, philanthropic, uh, philanthropically down in South Carolina as well so there's that for anyone who's concerned about the whole two states one team mantra and whether that's real at all now the quarterback situation is the one that a lot of people want to know about when first asked about it, he deferred to Scott Fitterer saying that's a Scott Fitterer question and that's interesting. It's a Scott Fitterer question. Not a Matt Rule question. I'm gonna get into more of that here in just a moment as well. He did say about Sam Darnold, though, without anyone asking him about Sam Darnold, saying, I do think that we have a very good quarterback in Sam Darnold, just as an aside. Now, let me say this. What else is he gonna say? That Sam Darnold stinks, that he's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. He's not gonna say that. And the same thing goes with Matt Rule in the vote of conference that I gave him. And now, with the Matt Rule thing, and the one thing I, I missed the I missed pointing out in the first segment of the show is when rule first got here, they talked about a five year plan. And now he's talking about, maybe it happens in year six, Matt rule might have a seven year deal here in Carolina, but as he brought up the whole Jay-Z quote that all of y'all just crushed rightfully. So there is no way, no way that David efforts given Matt rule five years to get things figured out. Now, if they are showing that they're actually progressing, maybe Matt Rule gets a fourth year despite missing the playoffs. But I've said, even if he makes the playoffs, he needs to show concretely that this thing is headed in the right direction, that they didn't just find their way in there because the NFC might potentially stink this upcoming season, but that actually there's something tangible that shows you that, all right, coming back for year four in 2023 makes sense. So when you talk about For when he first got here, they talk about you know taking five years to develop that sustained success. Maybe six years it happens with Matt Rule. I don't think Matt Rule has six years, despite David Tepper saying that. Because when they start losing, because he already said to us, he's like a fan. Let me talk like a fan and how he gets pissed off when they lose. When they lose, don't I? I don't really buy a a lot of what he's saying. And you can only you got to take all of this with a grain of salt. So you can't everything he says verbatim is not going to really actually happen. Now, the whole patience thing is what I want to see happen because we've been told that before. And he has not certainly been as patient as he has fans to be. Now, he's, I guess, being patient in the quarterback position now. And he was asked by, I think, Ellis Williams of the Charlotte Observer why he approved the trade for Sam Darnold. I, I said, as here a year ago, and I said that was not going to work out, that we'd be right back in the same situation next year, which happened. And I don't know how it would be if, it was, if I was an NFL owner. I'd like to think that I would let my people do my job, do their jobs. But man, if someone came up to me and be like, hey, we want to trade for sam Darnold. i mean what the? are you talking about that guy's not any good but dave's ever said fine whatever you know he t- he mentioned how the compensation was moderate and his draft position and his skill levels and all the other stuff he loves ball as we were told we heard from matt allen in that video good god who's no longer here in carolina but come on and he then the excuses started to fly noted about chris mccaffrey he was injured and that impacted the team's momentum when they started off 3-0. And I and I, I agree. And you also mentioned how Sam looked really good in the Dallas game, at least in the first half, before he threw it away in the second, in the third quarter, which was a trend. They also brought up Matt Paradis's injury, which is interesting, and Sam getting injured. So he still believes in Darnold, apparently. Plus, they have additions to the offensive line, so they've done things to help Sam Darnold. But what's really the plan at quarterback, Dave? Now, I've asked about – I wonder about his role. And he talks about when it comes to the big kind of money deals, because he's the one signing the checks, he's involved. Now, with the smaller things, probably like the Henderson thing, probably had no no involvement at all. They're like, hey, Dave, we're going to do this. He's like, all right, whatever. When it comes to that kind of stuff, he's certainly involved. And you know that. We've seen it, how involved he is. So his hands, he can't wash his hands of Sam Darnold, because he certainly, his hands are dirty, too, when it came to that decision to bring in Sam Darnold. But he also said, as always, we're looking to be the best that we can be in reference to the quarterback position. So they're going to try and find a way to get better. Now, stadium plans, Joe Bruno, Elon alum, like myself, he works for WSOC Channel 9 here in Charlotte. And he asked David Tepper if he's committed to keeping the Carolina Panthers here in Charlotte, which I've told you all plenty of times, he's not moving the team. The NFL owners are not going to let him move the team out of Charlotte. It's not going to happen. There's no outs in the U.S. he can go. They're not going to let him leave the Carolinas, especially this budding, sprawling city of Charlotte, North Carolina. It would make no sense. He's not going to move the team. And he went out and said, "I've always said often that the best place to keep the stadium is in uptown. The most logical place for the Carolina Panthers is Charlotte. Might have the facility and HQ down in South Carolina, but they're going to continue to play games in uptown where they continue to build new buildings. Wouldn't make sense to put it out somewhere else. Wants to have the entertainment district, and he wants to have the stadium here. Now also." And trying to figure out when a new stadium might come. because He was asked about the Charlotte Pipe and Foundry location, which has been considered as the worst kept secret in Charlotte, as that's where the new stadium potentially will be. They've been doing a feasibility study on the current stadium um, and trying to before making plans to build a new stadium. So they want to know how much longer it can last. So it was only a year ago. David effort said that the stadium was going to fall down one day, which is concerning because that's going to happen. Oh, my God. Well, people need, can't be going there anymore. But after living in Charlotte, David Tepper, and after the pandemic, he's also come around to the advantages of the open-air stadium. Like, we live in a beautiful place if you live here in Charlotte or in the Carolinas. Like, you can get November days where it's super nice, and you can wear shorts and t T-shirt if that's what you want to do. Like, there's so many nice days out of the year. Why have a dome stadium? As great as the idea of having a Final Four would be every 15 years, potentially, and having a Super Bowl, like, every 20 years. Just look at all the other cities that have these dome stadiums and other locations that might get preference over Charlotte it's totally fine to have an open air stadium, which I'm totally for hearing here in Charlotte. We love having final four. Would have been great this past year at Duke and Carolina would have played in Charlotte, but it's not that big of a deal. So he's come across to that realization about potential potential stadium new advantages of an open air stadium. Also some other things as far as a field turf being put there. And that was asked by Scott Fowler, the Charlotte observer. He decided to change the playing service of bank of America stadium, which is, Drawn the eye of a lot of players out there where they think field turf like JC Horn who broke his foot in Houston, they in MetLife Stadium, we've seen the 49ers had injuries in the 2020 season there. They think that leads to a lot of injuries. The Player Association has filed grievances about that as well. But the usage with the Panthers playing there, Charlotte FC now there, the concerts that they're having that they did, wanted to avoid overuse didn't use the Pittsburgh Steelers by name, but did point out Heinz Field and how, for example, the grass up there, the field conditions would wear throughout the year. And also you thought it'd be safer to have field turf opposed to worn down grass. So that's just one man's opinion and a reason why they did that. And I think it's also a lot easier to kind of change things over. He didn't want to comment on Deshaun Watson, despite the 22 civil cases and being able to get past criminal counts. And he hit under the guise of he's on another team. I can't talk about another team's player, which I think is bogus because he totally could have answered that question. Just talking about, Hey, you guys went after a guy who's accused all these things. Now I know you don't want, you don't have to talk about the player in terms of him coming to Charlotte. But why would you, in the future, would you ever go after a player again who has those certain things? Some Maybe that could have been framed like that by someone in the media. I'm not sitting here trying to Monday morning quarterback the questions that were asked. I know people out there are doing that. I'm not trying to do that right now. But I think it was kind of lame to let him off the hook there and for him not to want to answer the question about Deshaun Watson when he so openly was thirsty for Deshaun to be the quarterback here in Carolina. So. David Sepper finally spoke to the media. Those are the things that he had to say. We'll see what changes, if anything at all, moving forward as we head into tomorrow night where he will be in the war room as Carolina Panthers decide what to do with the sixth overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. Now, what kind of role will Matt Rule have? Scott Fitterer, Dan Morgan, Cole Spencer, we're all sitting there at the, mo- at the podium on Tuesday. David Seffer's at the podium on Wednesday. It's been a while since we heard from Matt Rule. Not a bad thing. But it's been a while. Where does he stand right now when it comes to the organizational alignment that they claim to have? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. If you don't already know, Built Bar is by far the best tasting bar ever. And if you haven't tried them yet, the Built Bar Puffs are one of the most amazing and best tasting built Bars out there on the market. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, every single built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs include that's 100% real chocolate on all Bilt Bars they're low calorie high protein. I know it's like incredible. How can something have all this chocolate and be low calorie? But they do it. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and, by the way, they're better for you. And the great thing about Built Bar is they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how but they pull it off every single time. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com.
1: Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: So, David Tepper said on Wednesday that I believe in Matt. That being Matt Rule, he has my full support. Okay, cool. So, we know where that stands currently, right now. Again, what is he going to say? I don't believe in Matt Rule. That's why he's still here. I don't believe in him. I think he's a buffoon. He's a terrible coach. He's not going to say any of that. Of course, he's going to say he believes in Matt Rule. And I think his actions. Well, his silence didn't really do a lot, but I guess if you do believe in somebody, you don't really ever have to say it. You just do it by your actions. And his actions by retaining Matt rule kind of told all of us out there who wanted to hear from him, myself included that he did believe in Matt rule, but we wanted to know why. And he said that he thinks that Scott and Matt in particular, Matt with the new hires that they've built a good foundation coaching wise, and that that will help groom the players and continue to build the culture and foundation here. And Scott's done a great job in free agency and whatever role Matt rule has played with that. Now, That is a question. What role is Matt rule now playing here in Carolina Uh, for me? And I've said this to y'all before the owner, David Tepper, write the checks, the general manager, Scott fitter, get the players, the coach, Matt rule, coach the players. Now, of course, they all need to be aligned and alignment is important. You look at it in college athletics from the university president down to the AD down to the coaches, everyone needs to be aligned. Same thing in NFL. Like I just talked about the owner to the head coach, to the general manager, all need to be aligned, be on the same page. But how aligned are they really? We're going to find out on Thursday night in what direction they're going to go in. Now, the thought was, with the sixth pick, if it was a quarterback, particularly Kenny Pickett, that would mean that Matt Rules has a lot of control. But if it's any other position, that that would look like Scott Fitterer. The fact that Scott Fitterer, the general manager, was there on Tuesday speaking to the media, and assistant general manager Dan Morgan was there, and Cole Spencer, director of college scouting, and then David Tepper was talking to the media on Wednesday – we haven't heard anything from Matt Rule since the owners meeting a couple of weeks ago, up in Palm Beach or down in Palm Beach, Florida. It makes you think that maybe Rule's out is on the outs. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I do believe that things have been shuffled a little bit here in Carolina. Now that Fitter has been here for over a year, and he detailed all the cha- all the things that they've done, like hiring Cole Spencer, like bringing in Dan Morgan, all the different national scouts that they got, and local and regional scouts that they were able to hire this time last year after the draft because last year with the draft he came in they already had the scouts here in carolina scouting reports were already done for the panthers so he just came in and you know he helped maneuver the draft and i'm sure and he certainly had a say on some of the other players and from the scouting reports that he had in seattle but he didn't have total control of things we saw that now after a year and they're not quite there yet. They expect that have, they have more reports on players this year than like they had two or three more players last year. Now they have like five or six on each player, which is phenomenal. And they want to continue to make more hires. And they want to continue to do other things, like revamp the entire scouting process here in Carolina. That just kind of shows you that, hey, we get this Seattle approach and a guy who's been in the league for 20 plus years, now putting his mark and stamping it here in Carolina compared to a college coach, Matt Rule, who had none of that experience but yet had a lot of control in that first draft in 2020. And now in a lot of last year, now it seems to be a full on Scott Fitterer operation. Now role obviously will have some input. David Tepper will be asked, is they're going to have to pass everything by him. But as I look at it right now, it looks like Scott Fitterer has the say in personnel. And Joe person of the athletic front of the show, tried to ask Scott, Fitterer. he did ask him like, Hey, who has the final say? And Scott just kind of, Sat back, looked at Cole, looked at Dan. It's like, y'all going to answer this question? Because I'm not going to do it. He said at the end, yeah, we just let him go back in the back and fight it out. If that's what we're going to do. But reiterated, we're all, we're all aligned. So, again, we will see how aligned they are. And I'm totally fine with Matt Rule having to take a step back. The coaching staff hires, I've praised him multiple times. Getting Chris Taylor as special teams coordinator, love that hire. Always puts out a top 10 special teams unit. Now you got Johnny Hecker, who somehow has a chip on his shoulder. He's mad the Rams let him go. It's like, buddy, you got your Super Bowl ring. I get it. You want to still live in L.A., I'm sure. But that worked out perfectly. Zane Gonzalez, hopefully he continues to be a good kicker like he was last year. So you have that situation figured out. James Campen, I'm so excited about what he can do with this offensive line and all the talent that they brought in for him and some of the younger guys that maybe he can help develop, like Deontay Brown of course, Brady Christensen. Maybe he can even do something for... The Dennis Daly and Michael Jordans of the world on the roster. Hell, maybe even Cam Irving and Pat Elfline. Who knows? Maybe he is a miracle worker. I don't know. But I'm excited about him. I'm glad to have Steve Wilkes back here in Charlotte. Pascaloni, his experience. Ben McAdoo. Why not? He's been a head coach before. He knows something. So I'm glad to see what Matt Rule is able to do. And I praise him. And I'll continue to do that. Because I like that he was able to humble himself and go out and find a good coaching staff. And guys who had experience. When This was a tough situation, and with a lot of people out there in the media, myself included, thinking that, hey, if Matt Rule doesn't win this year, he's done, and do you want to move your family to Charlotte just to have to move again? Now, they're coaches. They understand how this business works, and it's a results-based business, and it's a meritocracy and all that. So to get that job done the way he has, I I appreciate that. But he needs to be here coaching the football team. That's his job. To coach him during the week and on Sundays. His job does not need to be getting players. And evaluating scouting players yeah you can have your own evaluation scouts but scott fitter and his operation that's what they should be doing he gets players you coach the, you coach the players that should be matt rule's job and if david tepper as i talked about earlier if he has humbled himself to the point where he says i'm i'm stupid in some of these things and he understands that hey we have not been doing things right but now with scott his experience let him do his job i'll write the checks Certainly, I want to know about the big moves that you're going to make because obviously he should. It's his money. He paid all that money for the Panthers. He should have some sort of input. He should not have the input or be able to mismanage things and sway decisions, but he should know. But if he does, hit plays his role, Bitterer does his job, and Matt Rule does his job, and if he doesn't do it well enough, he can find somebody else, and the Carolina Panthers could be just fine. Things are not always as bad as they seem. And I don't think this team's that far away. I was asked a couple weeks ago. I think it was last Friday. Why should I even want to watch this team in 2022? I get it. You're frustrated. I'm frustrated. I want to see this team win. There's a a young foundation. The offensive line looks better. DJ Moore's here to stay. Christian McCaffrey, hopefully, can stay healthy. If he's healthy, one of the best weapons in the NFL, might actually have things figured out in special teams. You got an all pro punter. (laughs) So there are positives here. And at least the owner finally decided to buck up and answer some questions from the local media. So that's going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Locked Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Why do you need to subscribe to the Locked Panthers show on YouTube? Well, if you want to be able to check out the show live on Thursday at 7 p.m. on the YouTube page, well, I would imagine that would be something that you want to do. So send out a link. Right before I go on, you go up there, click on it, and we'll be right there. That will serve as our weekly Friday mailbag, where typically I ask you to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. you should still do, or at me, or DM me, or leave a comment on YouTube, and I'll answer your questions. Like, just send in those questions via the live chat. So just kind of a live discussion. It's going to be basically y'all's show to run. I'm going to sit here, talking to Mike, answer whatever questions you have, put up my final thoughts on what they're going to do, because I still haven't said what I think the Carolina fans are going to do this year. Last year, I said that they were going to take J.C. Horn. I thought they would trade back, but they took J.C. Horn. This year, what are they going to do? I don't know. Find out tomorrow night. I'll to let you know. And, of course, we'll see. And then after the game, or after the game, I guess you kind of see it's a game. Not a game. But after the draft, or whenever the Panthers are done, and they have their press conference um, with the media, which will signal that they're done, that's when I will go live again on YouTube and answer your questions, but really actually just give my thoughts on the sixth pick, or what they do with the sixth pick, whatever that selection is. So all that's going to happen on the show tomorrow night so again subscribe to the show on youtube now if you don't catch it live it's okay you can check us out wherever you get your podcast so that's apple Podcasts, spotify odyssey google Podcasts, stitcher we're on every single one of those podcasting platforms and whatever podcasting platforms out there that i did not mention but in the meantime stay safe keep pounding tomorrow is draft night and i will talk to you then